Rises up, the shot, and it's good! It's good! Wisconsin has won! Let's not miss, bitch. Bruzewitz to midcourt. Rust has it, lets it go! Lets it go! What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> By Taylor, the 20, to the 15, cuts inside, 10, 5, touchdown, Wisconsin! Welcome back to another episode of the Badger Notes After Dark Podcast, part of the Big Banter Sports Network. I am your host, Dylan Graff, co-founder of BadgerNotes.com. Make sure to follow the podcast on YouTube at Badger Notes After Dark or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. I'm joined with me, as always, by Brandon Cooper, Jason Long, and Ryan Eilers. How are we doing here, fellas? Been better. <laughs> Been much better. Lots better. I mean, real real life's actually going pretty cool. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Work's been decent. Yeah, everything. I've been been hitting a lot of golf balls at the new Pin Seekers right down the road. No free oh, ads, but shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> no. Dude, wait till we get the. You see, they might put a Bucky's out there. Not, oh, not, yeah. not might that they are doing it. Yes. Well, my mom just said yeah, it's a yeah, the, the big gas. Station. I was like, what? "Dot Bucky." I was like, "The Bucky's." Like, what the hell is a Bucky's? Bro? Yeah, the gas station, I bro. Their Love brisket it. sandwiches are yeah. banging, brother. Yeah, everything there. Haven't had anything bad. No. Good breakfast too. <laughs> Stocking stock the forest right now is at an all-time high. Business is booming. <laughs> On this week, they got rid of the heroin and like <laughs> life just became good. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> On this week's show, we're going to discuss the Wisconsin Badgers 20 to 14 loss to Indiana, dropping their record to five and four, three and three in the Big Ten, all but, uh, you know, shooting themselves in the foot in the Big Ten West title race, losing to a team that was previously two and 21 in Big Ten play over the last two seasons. You know, not, not a lot of. Not a lot to feel good about right now if you're a Wisconsin Badgers fan, but uh, Coop, I would like to give you the floor to uh, you know try to change my mind. Should I should I be feeling better about what I saw on Saturday? No, we lost to Indiana. Uh, no, I'm disgusted. I t- I'm I turned my phone off at halftime because I had the under. Well, I had under twenty two and a half in the first half. Donovan McCauley, dog. For Indiana, what a one-handed fucking catch. Hell of a catch. To get that touchdown. But yeah, so I kind of got mini backdoored on the under there in the first half, and I was just sick of watching it. So I turned my phone off and just sat there in complete silence and watched the game and drank beers and then played. I don't even think I watched college football the rest of the day. I think I just went and played video games or some shit like that. Um, I think I lost every bet, Coop, if that makes you feel better. Dude, if it wasn't for the Badgers and then Purdue backdooring the hell out of me, I would have had a five and two week. I'm I'm about to have to eat some like spicy ass peppers or some shit like that if things don't turn around. Yeah, just as a reminder to anybody who might be listening, if Coop finishes under 500 on his best bet series for the season, he will be attempting a world eating record chosen by the listeners live on playback for anybody to partake in. So if you have ideas, you got to drop comments, respond to respond to us on Twitter. Let us know what you want to see Coop eat because uh, Coop it's trending gets, that way. It's getting close, buddy. It's getting close. One, not attempting, breaking. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's him. He is him. 
But just some quick things I had. I mean, um, first quarter right off the bat, that fourth and one pass from Locke was horrendous. That should have been an easy first down. Who knows what happens with that drive? And I feel like all three of his um, games, we've talked about how good he's been on like the third and sevens, third and nines, kind of those tough down distances. Well, this game, they were seven for 16 and on third down, but those third and longs, he just didn't look as sharp. And then just some stats I have that kind of blew me away. I mean, like I said, we were seven for 16 on third down. They were six for 16. Uh, we outgained them by 83 yards. But we lost uh, time of possession by seven minutes, had 78 penalty penalty yards to their, like, 30 maybe. I forgot to write that one down. And then two turnovers to zero. Like, you can outgain them all you want. You can be better on third down. You lose time of possession, penalties, and turnovers. It's pretty hard to win football games. Yeah, Coop, we've lost, we've lost time of possession in seven of nine games this year. Wild. Yeah, I Purdue, Purdue and Rutgers are the only two games that we've played time of possession, and we're averaging fan, that's we're averaging six penalties a game. Like it, it's it's brutal right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just embarrassing to be honest. Like I, as I sit here and just kind of have you go back through it, I'm just I'm a sad and broken man. I was here last week with you boys and with the listeners that are watching with us, and I, I proclaimed a forty burger. I said we're going to be back. I said Braden Lock is Himothy. Wrong. I'm a big dumb dipshit, and my, my <laughs> mentions let me re- were reminded on how dumb some of those things were saying. And at this point, like I, I had went to the game, I took my family. We're gonna have a nice little time. Let's beat the shit out of Indiana, and you know, have some Jack in the Box. That was the most sad and depressing drive back to Indianapolis. I hate the state of Indiana. Fix your fucking roads. I'm tired of driving through it. Your football team still stinks. We just stink more, and I'm just broken. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I, I literally said when we jumped on here, I, I'm I'm a dead man, right? Now. I'm, a, I'm a sad man. I'm a dead man. I'm a broken man. I'm whatever you want to say, like. But Never I don't made it as team, a wild man. I don't think this team can hurt me anymore. I, I'm not gonna let them hurt me anymore. I, just wait. I, just wait. I, I, give it a week. Give it a week. <laughs> three change. games left. We got three yeah, games left. I mean, Emo J is we... gonna be out in full effect. Three games left. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> here. He's here. We to Nebraska. Put me on suicide watch. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just like we've said all year that party of two, or not all year, but the last few weeks that you know, Locke's stats haven't necessarily like they don't tell the tale of the tape. You know, like he's played better than his statistics show, but this game, I'm not sure that he did. Like he came into the game forty nine, completing forty nine percent of his passes, which is really not good. He completed fifty percent of his passes this game, so his percentage went up for this season. But like. Like you said, Coop, he he was missing layups. Like, yeah, and it was not one, it was not two, it was it was a a lot of them that he should have completed. And like he's a he's a he's a pocket passer who he just looked like he had no juice on his arm. I don't know if he's just like you know the season's progressing for him. He's he's still fresh or he's still young in his career. I don't know if he's got a sore arm, but like the ball did not have the zip on it that it usually no. has. Anything past ten yards or anything to the boundary, like it just wasn't getting there which was really concerning for me. And I think like our offense is successful running the ball, like the scheme, we, we don't block that end guy that, that, you know, when we're running the ball and when we have Braylon Allen, it's because we have, we have a quarterback that they have to respect. That's going to keep the ball. Like Braylon Locke's just not going to keep the ball and run. He's no. not, he's, he's very one dimensional back there and, and it's showing for this offense right now. And it's, it's a struggle. Well, yeah. like, Oh, sorry. 
uh, quick, but um, fuck, now I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you know, it just it was not a banner game for Braden Locke. I mean, he had four passes batted down. Like he just, I don't know. He he didn't have it on Saturday, and obviously that that final fourth down, it that was just beautifully schemed up. It that talk about a layup, like that was yeah. that was there for him. Didn't convert and. You know, it, it sucks because you have to you have to imagine that a healthy, you know, Vakos doesn't even put them in that scenario. But, you know, without your without your kicker, you know, available and obviously we don't have to really get into that. But it it, it just it put them in a tough spot. He and he didn't have it that day. There was there was no other option. It it was it was disheartening. You know, it, it was not a not a good day for for Braden Locke. I still have plenty of faith in him for the future. But, you know, it just certainly was not his day. Yeah, I just think if you told me that our our backup redshirt freshman quarterback in three and a half games has thrown 770 passing yards, five touchdowns, one pick, I, I wouldn't have expected that we're one and three in those football games. Like, I just wouldn't expect that at all. Granted, we don't have Braylon Allen right now. We don't have a lot of guys. We don't have Ches right now. We, you know, my my question to you guys, and maybe this is just a crazy take, but like. At what point does Braylon Allen just like pack it up and say, don't. you know, like I'm why would I come back to this football team right now? Like why why don't I just get healthy, get ready for the draft? Like what what does he have to lose? I don't think he should go to the draft. Well, I, I would love that too, but he is not a not, good pass blocker. I mean, he's not getting any less injured, like if he stays in college football. Like I think he's done enough to probably still get drafted. It might not be high, but he's done enough to get drafted, I feel like. My so round. For for the record, like I also don't necessarily think that his stock is at a point where like he'd like to jump ship, but you're a running back and you're a young one at that. You're 19 years old. Like I, I honestly say he comes back for another season. What is it that he's going to improve on in that year that is going to all of a sudden bolt his stock? Like I think he kind of is what he is and in the areas he needs to develop in, you might as well do that in the NFL with as short of a shelf life as you have. I just don't see the upside for him yeah. returning to college. He's young. He's got that one. He's got that extra year. To me, that's an advantage to him is that he's younger than your normal junior running back. And two, he's probably making more money right now than he will where he gets drafted. Like NIL definitely now. does like help that. Like, you know, if that's the case, absolutely. But like, like Brent, like, or like Dylan said, like, even if he comes back, it's not like the Badgers are probably going to use him in a bunch of pass blocking sets to, you know, to, to make him, to put better tape out there to be a better pass blocker. Like they're going to use whoever the better person is, but so I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that there's any point in him to come back right now, like, or, or rush back this year, even at least like. I think he has to, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't see any way I, I agree with Dylan's point a little bit that he's not going to – there's not much more he can show, but there's there's two things that are very important. Being an Arizona Cardinals fan, I can tell you we drafted a fourth-round guy out of Stanford, Michael Wilson, uh, this year, wide receiver. And the knock on him going into the draft was he's always hurt, he's always hurt. He came back for his senior year, used his COVID year, stayed healthy the whole year, and got drafted. They were talking about he wouldn't have been drafted without it. When you look at running backs, yeah, he's not only 19 and he has a shelf life, but what is the likelihood that he's going to get a second contract? They don't really exactly. give second contracts really to anybody. So if I was him, I would come back and improve that stock. Not only are you going to make your NIL money, 
So that's going to make up the difference. But there's a huge difference in contract between going in like the second and third round or the fifth and the sixth. You go second and third round, you're definitely going to probably make the rock. I definitely and probably aren't the same thing. Uh, you're probably going to make the 53, if not the practice squad, being that high of an investment. If you're a fifth or sixth round flyer and you get even a ankle sprain in training camp, yeah, I hope you got a degree because that career is done. So it's in his best interest to come back. It's, I don't know how much he can improve on it, but the biggest thing is availability over ability. And right now he has two years of inavailability. And like if he goes pro, he needs to go to the right team. You can say that about almost every guy. Yeah. But that applies like, to everybody, but definitely him as a running running back. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to go to, like, a tenant. You got to go to a ground and pounder. Like, you can't go like Baltimore. to Kansas City. Like, you go to Kansas City, you're prehistoric. Well, I can tell you right now that Wisconsin would certainly benefit from him giving it an, an extra year because I, I – I, you know what? This isn't a knock on the backs that we had against Indiana on Saturday. Jackson Aker and KD no. both performed all right. But I, I I think that's all the further I can go with that. There they weren't. They, I think they got stronger as the game went on too. They just ran. We just ran out of time. And they, it, we averaged. Yeah, we didn't lose. We ran out of time. Right? Yeah, we ran out of time. <laughs> I, it, it's, I you know it, it, the book is certainly not written on two guys, and that's their first like you know opportunity to have that kind of that kind of you know share of the load. But I I just. I don't think I feel confident that either one of them is more than just a depth piece moving forward. And, you know, I, I don't know. They, they had their moments. I thought KD Akmeli had showed, showed, showed some agility out there. Like he, he really made a couple plays did have the fumble. That one was costly. Aker obviously is North South and that's great. That helped in the, for the time being, if Braylon Allen isn't going to be available, you know, they can, they can be serviceable, but it's, it's just hard to kind of look at this after you know decades worth of strong running back play and see the cupboards this bear right now and i understand it's because of injury but it, it it's just tough yeah i got yeah. I, I got one more question for you guys that i i wanted to pose because i know we talked about it like briefly in like the badger notes chat about like tanner mordecai as well like coming back like he already started throwing passes we all kind of agreed that like you know this might he's probably not anywhere close but like because of this game, like, do the Badgers, like, try to get Mordecai back quicker? Like, we still need to get bull, bull eligible. Or, or do they still try to see what they have in, you know, in, in Locke? Like, do they want – what do you guys think? Do, do we give Locke more run or do they get Mordecai back as soon as possible because he gives us that running dimension that we don't have from the quarterback right now? I play Locke. I honestly, I feel like the answer, if you're the coaching staff, is that if Mordecai can play, it's him. You, you're, they want to win games. He gives you the best chance to win games. Mordecai came here to try to prove his draft stock. You know, he was projected to be a UDFA. I still don't see it being more than that, but the guy needs as much film as possible going into, you know, this evaluation period. I think it's mutually beneficial scenario. I think the staff wants to find a way to win eight, you know, should you win a bowl game, nine games, if things were to go perfectly, I think that's important to them. If they think that Mordecai is the best option, I, I think you go back to him. And I agree. Uh, if, if he's the best option to win, then I would say yes. I think it kind of goes back into, um, like, what can you gain from it? And I, I feel like there's almost this weird dynamic of if Mordecai doesn't get hurt and he plays the way he's going to, Braden Locke doesn't see the field this much anyway. 
So he would have just been getting some because the idea at the beginning of the year is if more guys can be your starter, you're hoping you're blowing the doors off some of these Indianas so that he gets a quarter, a quarter and a half. So I think if you look at like his aggregated play time, he's probably got more than this year than they had anticipated seeing film wise. So if Mordecai is good to go, I say he and he gives you the best chance to win. Then I then I think he should play. Although at this point, who gives a shit? Like you lost yeah. you lost to Indiana at this point. Like if you can't win with Braden Locke and the rest of the guys, you can't get one win to get bowl eligible. Like then then you don't deserve to go to a bowl. And at the end of the day, like kind of you know to tie it even full circle, like when when Jay was asking if he should play, do we do either of you three? So let me answer your question a little bit with a question. Do you think that Mordecai throwing passes, being in full pads on the sideline, and going out for the coin toss as the captain threw Locke off at all? Because even just those layups, like you don't do that unless something's in your head. And what got in his head? Like Mordecai was in sweats the game before, wasn't he? Yeah. Like I hate to think that like a competitor that played 6A Texas football, set state records, is going to get shook by some senior. Well, what could it have been like that place was dead quiet you it's like so it's not like you didn't hear the, the the cadence or the snap count like it was nice out i wore shorts it was like 55 and sunny shorts and a hoodie like perfect weather no wind no crowd influence and you're air mailing for fourth and twos like what was the reason and was it because mordecai was sitting there in pads yeah that was that is just it's just really weird to me because i know that we haven't seen lock a lot but that was just a totally different quarterback it was like he fell off a cliff bro like right and i and i i personally think to answer your question like i don't think i think mordecai was like in a like i don't think he was ever playing unless maybe there was like an emergency situation like even if Locke goes down, I don't know that Mordecai comes into that game. I feel like maybe some, probably somebody else does. But like, but I don't even know if he still plays though, because like I've seen enough of those wired now, where it's like even during practice, where he's not even throwing the ball, he's in full pads because Coach Fickle, that's what he wants to do. He wants everybody to be engaged and he's in pads. So it's like, I mean, it was was he going to play at all? You know what I mean? Like, because uh, Burkett was dressed, uh, and so was Evers, Evers. So it's like I, at the end of the day, I. I don't know that he would have played. I think it's more of like right. trying to keep him involved, even in an emergency situation. Sure. Only last couple notes I got here that, uh, you know, kind of add on to the frustration is, you know, the defense obviously was not terrific in the first half, but they held Indiana to 36 yards in the second half. They made they, they made the adjustments. The offense was pissed down their leg. Yeah. You know, they, 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 did, they did their thing in the second half. It should have been more than enough window for, you know, the offense to put something together. And one player on offense that, you know, I, I feel strongly needs to be more involved moving forward and has been the last couple of weeks is Bryson Green. It, he's the last couple of weeks. He's, you know, accounted for two thirds of his receiving yards. This is one of the few guys in the team who brings something, you know, after the catch, you know, he looked so fast after he got that. Ball. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's tough to bring down sides, dude. Yeah. You know, you got guys like DK and CJ Williams who are just kind of like possession receivers. You got Pauling, who's a nice slot option. But I think that Bryson Green gives you something after the catch as a playmaker that this team desperately needs to lean on right now if we're going to be this reliant on the pass. Just somebody I'd like to see. I mean, he, he's playing plenty. I would just like to see them manufacture touches for him. That's a 
he's six foot two fifteen. Like that's tough to bring down out there. So that's something yeah. I'd like to see change. Yeah. And I going back to the defense and stuff and how, how well they played in the second half and they were a little, you know, shaky in the first half. Like we we've struggled as a team to put together the all all three phases, let alone two phases. We like we're not putting together the phases of football because back to back weeks, you know, we score a touchdown to take the lead or come within three. And then our defense go, you know, then they go right down the field and the defense and score. And it's like when our defense gets stops, our offense doesn't do anything. And when our offense scores, our defense then lets the team go down the field and score. And like that, it's just, it's so frustrating. It's like we're, we're close. We're, it feels like we're close, but like we're, we're not. We're consistent. Yeah. We're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> right. And it's fucking maddening. Yeah. It's so mad. I mean, like that whole first half, like, like those first drive, like, we couldn't get them off the field in the no. first half. And then still it should have been it should have been 10-7 going into the half. But the second we score the touchdown, they go right down the field and score. And then we came out of the half and scored. Like if you think that go, that one thing goes different, we get a stop after we score that first touchdown. Then we come out of the half and score, we're up 14-10, just like yeah. that. You know, it's a totally different ballgame. But instead, right after again for the second straight right after we score a crucial touchdown, they just walk down the field on us and score. And I hate that we have to sit here and point to individual moments and say, like, if that didn't happen, we could have beat Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. At football. It's a like, real low point, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's that's what's hard to wrap your head around. Like, I will sit here. I will say I have confidence at this point in this coaching staff, their vision moving forward. But right now with the product that they have in front of them, it's not good. All they have is what they have right now. That team is not good enough. That falls on them. And this is a really, really frustrating year, especially when you entered with such great expectations. Dude, and I had the thought watching the game this week too. I was like, do we just say fuck it and play like eight offensive linemen and just run the ball every play like we used to and just get through this, get through the season and try again next year? I feel like we're not far away from that. Like, but we keep getting down. So then we have yeah. to throw the ball. Like, <laughs> we're throwing the ball 40 times a game because we're losing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Does anybody have any last thoughts on Indiana before we close that horrible, horrible chapter of our lives? I just had CJ guess looked awesome. He he's looked really good for the last month. You know, he he's not a guy who's gonna know get after the quarterback but he's disruptive on the edge he, yeah. he's really good in the run game there there are a lot of good things he does for this football team and and i, I would agree he's somebody who's been catching my eye for a couple of weeks now oh, fuck. someone just got body slammed upstairs dude. <laughs> <laughs> some kid's getting his ass whooped because he's not going to bed right now he's up listening to badger notes after dark <laughs> We'll keep a close eye on that one. He was the one switching out the poo-poo bags. He was taking the poopy ones for his house. While we're on the topic, uh, you know, speaking of the shit bags, uh, actually, Coop had a listener reach out to me. Is interested in sponsoring bags for your community. Um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. That's my kind of wow. Let's ride. So, uh, is it just, Jeff, dude? Shout out our number one fan, Jeff Krause. It was not Jeff. Uh, Jeff loved to have you. My guy, dude. But uh, no, it did have somebody reach out. We can talk about uh, details a little bit more afterward. Hell yeah. So, uh, fellas, we lost to Indiana. That really happened. Um, Now we're 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 bringing it back home. 
or take on Northwestern this weekend in a game that has traditionally been ugly as all hell. And I have absolutely no doubt that it will be again. The Badgers are entering the game as 11 point favorites. The over-under is currently set at 43 and a half. Ryan, given those lines, do you want to touch any of those with a 10 foot pole? Uh, yeah, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, last week I went with the over in a 40 burger and was embarrassingly not going to do that again. Run it back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm a lot of things, including big and dumb, but sometimes a broken clock is right twice a day. And, and I, this time I'm going to try to be right. Uh, I'm going to take, I think the Badgers will win and God, I hope so. Um, otherwise this town will burn. Um, but I, I would take Northwestern with the points, obviously at 11, I would take that. And I'd probably take the under, and I know I pretty much everything I say is always wrong when it comes to this. So I could see this being another like Graham Mertz, Jim Leonard victory tour where they go 42 to seven and six touchdown passes, including one from Braden or Braylon Allen. Um, so I'm ready to be hurt again. I'm ready to be wrong, but I would take the points and the under for Northwestern. That's the official uh, you're part of the pod moment when you can admit that I'm always wrong because we're always wrong. (laughs) It's great. Jay, Jay, what about you? Uh, You know, I I was the negative Nancy last week. Um, No, you were the right ready. (laughs) I, I think that uh, I, I think our defense is going to have a big game. Uh, you know, you know, Northwestern scored seven against a really good Iowa defense, but, but I think that this team has shown the defense has shown flashes to be really, really good. Also at Wisconsin, I think they didn't have the best first half. And I think there's going to be a big emphasis this week on like starting fast. Like this team needs to start fast. We haven't done it very well. So I, I, I think we're going to shut out Northwestern. I don't think Northwestern's going to score a touchdown which means I think Wisconsin is going to score more than 11 points. So I'm going to take Wisconsin minus 11, but I think Wisconsin is going to score like 13 points. So uh, I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I had the spread. I hate, but since I have to, give me Wisconsin. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's do it. Fuck it. One time, dude. But what, what else can go wrong? Like how there's no way I can get, Unless we lose to Nebraska, like this is a low point for me. Um, and then the under, yeah, hammer the under. Always hammer the under. Yeah, I'm not touching Wisconsin at uh, minus eleven. I I just don't see anything that would suggest that we can create that kind of separation at this point. I mean, think about any time that we've gone down more than one score; it just seems like an insurmountable. Yeah, and, so that's uh, why I have new strategy. Don't let the other team score. And honestly, Old strategy, Cotton. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wisconsin's probably undefeated in when in games where they have not allowed the other team to score. Can I'd like confirm. that fact checked. Can I, confirm. I, I would also like to take the under because I don't think this game has a prayer of reaching the over. Uh, Northwestern is not good on offense. Uh, however, they, they do have – Oddly enough, one of the Big Ten's best passing defenses. They're actually fourth in the Big Ten in passing defense. So this is a game where Wisconsin is going to have to 
handle their business on the ground. This has got to be Jackson Aker and Cade Yacomelli. They have to show up because this is not a team. I mean, this is a Northwestern has a lot of fourth and fifth year seniors. This is a veteran group. They're, they turned, you know, credit to them. They turned out to be a hell of a lot better than we yeah. thought they'd be, even though they're still not good. But yeah, nobody, I mean, Wisconsin's right. not good either. Let's get that. But nobody right. in the Big Ten West is. And it's honestly embarrassing that somebody is going to represent us in the Big Ten championship. But one reality that I won't be able to live with myself with is if the last game of the season we travel to Minnesota, and that is a game where if they were to win, Minnesota would claim the West. I, I simply cannot – I won't be able to live with myself if that's <laughs> the situation we put ourselves in and P.J. Fleck wins – the axe for the third year in a row. We got to get past Northwestern, man. <laughs> yeah, one game at a time here. <laughs> if, if you're Wisconsin at this point to salvage your season, your to-do list is win, win your trophy games, become bowl eligible, try to build some momentum going into next season. That's 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 really all it can be at this point, and that's, that sucks that we're sitting here and you have to at least question – whether we're going to have a prayer of covering against a lowly Northwestern team. <laughs> That's why if you're going to save anybody, like, so when we were talking about earlier, we were talking about just Braylon come back or Z sack it up and get ready for the draft. If he's coming back, it, j- just make sure you're there November 25th. It's the only day we need you, bub. Like if you need the next couple weeks to rest up, heal up, we need you for the ax, buddy. We can't have that list little grease ball hobbit sleeping with it in his bed with his wife. Like, we cannot have it. Braylon Allen, we need you 60 minutes, bud. One game. That's all we need you. I don't give a fuck when you play Braylon Allen. I just need three more touchdowns, brother. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't know. I might be I might be rooting for the under 500 right now at this point, Coop. I am not going to lie. After about, <laughs> after about week one, I've been steady. Week zero. <laughs> you <were rooting. laughs> As soon as you put that on the table, it, it, that had my – First, you have my curiosity. Now you got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sometimes I tweet stupid shit, and that's one of them. But I'm a man of honor. I can confirm. Well, fellows, it, there's been a lot, not been a lot to uh, you know cheer us up over the last couple of weeks. It's been disheartening watching Wisconsin football. So that will bring us in to our final segment of the week: the "What Are We Doing Here?" moment of the week, Jason. Take the floor. What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm annoyed with uh, with the ESPN uh, app. Uh, what combination of the ESPN app and just streaming services in general? Uh, as we all know, because we're fanatics, uh, the Badger basketball season kicked off uh, yesterday. Um, Dylan, you were at the game. But the game was only on BTN Plus and and. I refused to pay for another streaming service. So I was, you know, I had to follow along on Twitter. You know, Dylan did a great job. Everybody at Badger knows Christian did a great job tweeting about the game, getting your updates. Make sure you follow all them on Twitter if you want want updates about games. But otherwise, I was just like sitting on the ESPN app, refreshing constantly to try to get the score. And like ESPN app was like five minutes behind this game. Like it, yeah. it, at one point it got to halftime. And, and there were still like three, four minutes left on the clock. The score wasn't even close, right? I was like, what the hell are we doing here right now? I can't even like pay attention to this game right now because the app is so bad. And I, I don't like, I don't get why. How do they not have people on that making it better? It's, it was so slow. It, it just pissed me off. 
you know, I get mad really easily, obviously. But but I was annoyed. If it weren't for Dylan at the game and the other guys tweeting him along, I, w- I would have had no idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I mean, while we're, while we're talking hoops, like Wisconsin was able to pick up, you know, 105 to 76 victory over Arkansas State. Wisconsin set a cool setter scoring record. Uh, honestly, it was just a it's a game, one of those games where you know that you're going to win. This team finished second to last in the Sun Belt last year, but they they just played really cohesive basketball. They shared the ball like just it, it was a really strong showing, and they did it without having to shoot from the on the arc. I mean, they hadn't they didn't make a three in the first half, and they only took three attempts. Only took 12 in the entire game. It, they were able to really play about 11, 12 guys consistently. And in the end, they cleared the bench. So it's a great home opener. Uh, but yeah, I, I can imagine for someone who you know didn't have the ability to watch it on BTN Plus, that would be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> I was pissed too because like I was like, oh, I'm super stoked. I'm going to have Monday Night Football, the Badger game going at the yeah. same time. And like I got home that day, I'm cooking dinner. I was like, oh, I wonder what channel the Badgers play on. Assuming just Big Ten Network, you know, it's the opener. I saw Big Ten Plus, dude, about threw my phone across my apartment. Coop, what do you got for us this week? Um, well, it's kind of a what am I doing here? Uh oh, poop this boy's week. back. No, no poop <laughs> boy. This one, I don't, we'll see. I've had a pretty good week, so this is all I could come up with. But uh, it's kind of bad. But so Dylan's been to my apartment like you got. I have two entrances because I'm bougie as hell. So there's like the entrance, like if you walk in the the front door through the lobby or anything. And then like I got a private entrance on my patio on the first floor. I use the private entrance on the patio. 100 million bajillion percent of the time. That's the way I go, go in and out of the apartment. Never go through like what people would call the front door, if you will. Always a big back door guy, but uh, <laughs> and confirm. <laughs> <laughs> but so I come home one day this week, I walk through the door, the door's right there, actually. Walk through the door, and there's just some maintenance tech in my fucking apartment. <laughs> this is on Monday, so yeah. Yesterday, um, you about to incriminate yourself? <laughs> Did you catch these hands? <laughs> Tiny bit. <laughs> we'll see. I got Hoopy Hoopy and Abraham dog. I'm good. <laughs> I ain't gonna catch a case. No free ads. <laughs> but hi, buddy. But so I walk in and there's just some fucking maintenance dude in my apartment, and I hadn't cleaned all weekend. I was just <laughs> sad. Woke up Sunday, watched NFL. So I had some high life bottles all around, a uh, couple water vases around, um, some cigars laying around, some other recreational things laying around, and there's just this dude changing the air filter on my fucking AC. He turns to me and goes, "Hey man, you might want to hide that shit next time." I was like, "Yeah, bro, my bad." He's like, "Oh, you know, we left a note like." Two days ago outside your door that we were coming. Yeah, don't go out that door. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, you probably should start checking that. Thanks for the heads up, brother. Yeah, they gotta slide that shit under the door. Under the door. That's, That's what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, what are they doing here? What am I doing here? Yeah. I need to 
I need to keep my shit tidy. It's a combo. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a, that's all I had this week, but I walked in the apartment. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Marshawn, dude, wouldn't hurt a fly. So he's just chilling like this dude's his new fucking dad or something. <laughs> Ryan, bring us home. What are we doing? Um, well, I actually uttered these exact words when uh, my family and I were at the uh, Indiana Wisconsin massacre. Um, as I'm watching Indiana celebrate and all 17 of their fans lose their mind, and you know, some some drunk fella telling me that, you know, if we played you guys 12 times, Tom Allen could get us to the playoff. I said, getting chirped by Indiana is an all time low. That's a low. But as I'm sitting there, and it's the 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 end of the third quarter going into the fourth corner, my son's like, oh, we should jump around just to do that. It's like, buddy, no, we need the points on the scoreboard to do a little jump. We do. And uh, I, as we're walking out, my wife and my daughter are in the bathroom, and we come out, and my, my son is over there looking at one of the little souvenirs things. And I and I literally muttered out loud to myself, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, I come down here, you know, I take my kids to the Indianapolis Children's Museum. We have a great family time come down here spend our saturday why did i spend my time like yeah it was a great time with my family but just sitting out here watching watching that performance what the first loss wisconsin loss outside of that covid shortened season since 2002 to a team that is actively chanting fire tom allen while they're trying to have a moment of silence for bobby knight what the fuck are we doing here <laughs> and what am i doing here and what are we doing here? And all the other sad sacks of shit that had Wisconsin stuff on, just rooting on our boys, just leaving with sad frowny faces, all wondering to ourselves, what are we doing here? Dude, I would have. I don't care if losing or not. I would have chirped that guy so hard. <laughs> I don't know, bro, your knees look like biscuits or just some wild <laughs> shit like that. I like literally. I I had like no retort for him. I I had one guy chirp me when he left. He says, "Oh, I hope they like that Luke Fickle experience." And I said, "Hey, buddy, enjoy your bowl game." Like. <laughs> That's all I had left was enjoy your bowl game, Indiana guy, because we know you're not going to one. I but, think yeah. that game was so bad on Saturday. I forgot that they like hated their coach and wanted him fired. Like, yes, that's how fired. bad the game was. He was fired really Tom. bad at his job. Yeah, really bad at his job, and we lost to that. We yes. did. You wouldn't. You couldn't tell on Saturday <laughs> when the fact that they wanted him fired and this drunk heathen said, "If we can play you twelve times, Tom Allen would get us to the playoff." I, I was broken at that time. I just gave him nuts. I was like, bro. I, like, I, <laughs> oh, I, I, no. I you gave him nuts? You, did you call him dad, too? Dude, <laughs> I would have tried to fuck you, his wife or something. I mean, it's up at the he end of the day. Like, I can't, I can't sure. argue with a good joke. Like, buddy, we have zero fucking points when he told me this. Like, we, oh, I, you can't give him a nuts. All right, dude. No. Like, it, was, it was a. You can't give him nuts. Marshawn, welcome to the pod. What's up, Marchon? Yeah, that's that's uh that's really tough. I guess I, I cannot imagine what you went through emotionally having to sit through Indiana football fans yeah. talk, talking shit. That's something that we haven't really ever had to endure. It's like you said, throw the COVID shortened season out the window. Tom Allen has that season specifically to thank for that contract he's sitting on right now because he conned them into a contract. But dude, and yeah, then like, to be at such a low point in your life where you're just throwing random nucks out there. 
that, that's what I'm saying. I was a broken man. Two, yeah. the, week before, the week before that, I had I was, I was sitting in Section A, got season tickets to Section A at the camp, and Ohio State fans, no, no, always chirp. Like, I respect it. You, you, you always have a good team. You're a good program. But when it's an all-time low, like, you know I'm a battered man when we're a thick six away from going 0-4 in the last four games that I get chirped by this dude just <laughs> deleting little Hoosier game day loggers. And I'm, all right, man, I got – like, I, what am I going to say back? We'll wait till we show up. It's like, shit, I've been, I've been saying that all year. When are we going to show up? It's like, all right, man, just – and, I, you know, I, you know, I was being a good role model. Like I had my son there. He's ten. I got you know when he gets he chirped, I don't want him like punching people yeah. out. Or so I'm just like, all right, man. But if you're gonna do it one year, mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm. True. If I was a dad in that scenario, my kid would have learned some things about me that day. <laughs> <laughs> some some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> that uh, you know, that seems like a a good enough place to put a bow on episode twelve. I want to thank anyone who took time to tune in. Uh, we'll see you back here next week and on Wisconsin question mark.